Well, hello there and welcome to the Messy Middle podcast. Here you will find a collection of interviews of creative and ambitious mums who entrepreneur, who are rising through their messy middle in life and business. Brought to you by Emma Firenza, the founder of Mums Who Entrepreneur. Let's dive into our next interview. warm welcome to the Messy Middle podcast. I am so excited to chat with you today and actually I was chatting to a lovely customer of yours this morning and interviewing her on our Messy Middle podcast, Suzanne Kulberg. Oh yes, I love Suzanne, she's brilliant, yes. (laughs) Beautiful lady, we had a great conversation and her backdrop, let me tell you, that was the first thing I noticed when we jumped yeah. on the Zoom. Not that our audience can see that because obviously it's audio. Um, however, that was the first thing I mentioned and she said, oh, yes, I, I, you know, I had a great experience with another lady. Actually, her name is Emma and that's how we got onto that. So oh. I'm not going to steal any of your thunder though, Emma. Um, I would love for you to introduce yourself and your business and what you do um, to our audience. And then we're going to dive into some questions. So I'll pass it over to you. Yeah. Hi. Well, Emma, thanks for having me on. All the best people are called Emma. Um, (laughs) So I'm Emma Vega-Malta and I'm an artist and a designer, but I've been running a creative design business for the last 20 years. And the last five years of that has been with a business that I created in 2015 called Bespoke Backdrops and Branding. So I create custom video backdrops for entrepreneurs that work from home, that want to have an on-brand video um, environment for their client calls, their webinars. And because they work from home, they might be working from their spare room or their kitchen, which really isn't conducive for them doing business. So I create these backdrops so that they can work from anywhere and be completely on-brand. And from that, a few years ago, I expanded into branding and visual strategy because a lot of clients would have these amazing backdrops that would reflect them in business but then all their branding would be all mismatched so I now sort of blend the two together and backdrops is just one of the deliverables I do when I brand for clients just like Suzanne actually she had um, branding visual strategy and the backdrop all in one go yeah and I think it's such a good idea to do it all like you said it all ties in together beautifully yeah. Brand is so important, whether it be you yourself, the brand, or your IE or a business name. Um, yes. So I, yeah, I was definitely so excited to chat with you. I love chatting with creative people. You've just got, you know, that amazing energy, and I'm loving the colours visually. It's just so <laughs> aesthetically beautiful, and you're just so drawn to it. And you've just got so many elements there. I, I, it's just so beautiful. So. Okay, let's talk about how this a business has um, actually come to fruition for you in regards to, you know, how do you work from, do you work from home? Do you have a bricks and mortar business? And right. sort of where did you kind of find that there was a gap in the market to start creating your beautiful backdrops? Well, I've been, um, I've been a mum in business since 2000. So I had my first child um, in year 2000 and my second in 2002. So I started off as an artist just selling my artwork on market stalls in um, cafes. I was living in Switzerland at the time in Geneva where I got married and had my children. Um, So I've really seen the whole lot of, um, you know, business with kids, the whole messy in the middle stuff. Um, And so I've always used my art and design, but In about 2010, 2011, when I came to Australia, um, I actually opened up a shop for my artwork, which would um, then be printed onto fabrics and then upholstered onto signature chairs. 
And from that, I realized that bricks and mortar wasn't going to work for me. I went online. I fiddled around with sort of design your own chairs and fabric online. I went to Silicon Valley because I won a pitch contest, um, a bit like Shark Tank. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, I took it to Silicon Valley. And then from that, I realized that there was a big gap in the market for online entrepreneurs in my business space on Facebook groups who were doing webinars and videos because back in 2015 they were really coming into fashion and people were realizing the power of video and so I kind of just threw this idea out there to my network which I'd already built up over the years with my other design and art businesses and I said does anyone think this is a good idea to have backdrops and everyone said brilliant idea um, so I had to spend a lot, lot of time educating people about what a backdrop was and what it was for because I kind of invented this new market sector. But, I, but throughout my whole career, I've always been an artist. And even today with the business I have, I still call myself an artist because I really want women to know that if you are creative, you can make money. Mm. Yeah, it's not right, the starving artist ethos that I um, buy into whatsoever, never have. Mm. So that's how it all started. I, lo I love hearing people's journeys and I love seeing where they've had to grow, pivot, change, move, mold, and mm. just their whole business evolves into a place of, okay, so I found it. I found my joy. I found my little pocket. Um, I'm loving what I'm doing. This is, you know, where I'm meant to be. And so, yeah, I can totally see that that has definitely come to fruition for you. So well done. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah, so, that's great. Um, so let's, let's talk about the process that a client would go through um, when they come to, to source out getting a beautiful backdrop. What's sort of the yeah. first or a few key elements that you need to discuss with them to make sure that, you know, it all comes together and sort of the length, I guess, the time frame, yeah. what it takes. The first thing that I always tell people that come on a discovery chat with me is that they don't have to have the idea themselves. A lot of people are nervous because they think when they come to me, they've got to have the design already thought out in their heads. And I'm saying, no, that's what you pay me for. That's what I do. I have the right questions and the right process to go through, to extract these ideas, to suggest ideas. Um, and I come up with a design and then my clients have three review rounds. So they get, two design choices, concepts for backdrops, let's say, um, and then they choose which one they prefer. Um, we go through three review rounds, and so they're always part of the design process, but they don't have to come up with any design whatsoever. And that's always the number one thing I have to tell people. You don't have to come up with a design because I am really structured and I have a very specific design process that I go through. Um, I might be an artist, but I'm not a chaotic artist. I love system, I love structure, um, which I think is kind of a bit of my superpower that I still have that artistic um, temperament and skill set, but I'm also quite organized. So the clients really go through step by step with me and I guide them the whole way. They actually just are there to enjoy the ride and benefit from the beautiful backdrop that comes out of the whole process. I love that. And I love that um, you've really taken the pressure off there, that unique selling point that you have as a business owner, because absolutely you are right. I, my first thought was, okay, I really need to make sure that I've got a bit of an idea or, or have it, you know, have it visually in my head to then put, and some people probably already do have a very good idea of what they want. Yes. Um, but I, you know, I know what my colors are for branding. I know what I'm drawn to. And 
for someone to take the pressure off that whole process and um, yeah, incredible. Like that's just one less thing that I need to think about in my day and know that I'm trusting the person that I'm employing to do that specific task and that it's going to get done really well, which I know if anyone, I'm just, I wish, and we need to get some pictures up for our show notes because phenomenal, phenomenal. And, you know, when I was thinking backdrops, I I guess I kind of thought like, um, I did a little bit of dip my toe in photography when my um, daughter, that's baby number two, was uh, was a baby i thought that i could be get, you know be a photographer a baby photographer yes definitely not my calling <laughs> and um you know i was researching the backdrops and they're like vinyl print off things and and they just look really fake and you know it, you know very run of the mill type of stuff and that's completely not what you would get if you booked an experience with Emma um, a million times no so um, yeah I can't wait for our audience to dive onto your website have a look at what you offer what else have you got on there you've got branding did you say branding Branding. I've sort of expanded into branding and visual strategy Mm -hmm. Um, and that again has its own process if I work with clients on a visual strategy um, session um, the, my VIP clients, uh, we actually don't just create a pretty picture that is your brand and pretty colors and a pretty logo because design has a job to do. And for that job to, to work, we have to know where your, where your marketplace is, your goals, who your ideal client is. There's sort of very forced, uh, very specific strategy um, uh, exercises I go through with my clients before I even design anything. Like it's, I think it's four weeks before I even pick up any design in implement to, to create anything. So it's, um, so I've kind of expanded into that, um, but it's the same skill set. That's the thing, this whole um, trying to find your business and trying to find what your, your career is, is finding your skill set and then learning how to pivot it and make it work for different marketplaces and for different deliverables and different products. So what I do with the branding is pretty much the same process, a bit more expanded as I do with the backdrops. So yes, you go on my website, you get branding, visual strategy and backdrops. Yes, definitely. I love that um, option of having the visual visual strategy and that you explained that a little bit just so that people that have never maybe looked at that part of their business before to understand. Yes. So that's really exciting. Okay, so let's, I'm going to be a bit of a sticky beak and you can totally say no to me, but I'd love to know if you've worked with any really high-end coaches that we might be able to name drop with or we're not allowed to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the client that everyone knows me for is Denise Duffield Thomas. I thought so. I really did. I wanted to say, but I didn't want to. Oh, I love hers. I love hers. Okay. I've done both of her backdrops. She was um, a, a client first about two or three years ago. And one thing I can tell you about Denise is she walks her talk at the back end of her business. Like she's all about female empowerment and, and money. And I have come across coaches who have that message, but when they come and work with me or want to work with me, they are not the same in real life. Mm. Denise is as honest as the day is long. She, she practiced what she preaches. She is a brilliant client. She never quibbled on payment. She honored my skill set and my expertise. She is an amazing client to have actually. Oh, she, phenomenal. Well, yes. And also Tash Corbin. I oh yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I've done, I've done backdrops for people all over the world, everywhere. How exciting. And so what actually is, let's talk about the material side of things and how, you know, if you said you've got worldwide clients, that's incredible as well. But what is it a vinyl backdrop that you paint yeah. on or what, what actually is it? 
it's that so I have I have two main sizes of backdrops the, the smaller backdrop size is printed on a canvas a sturdy canvas digital printing it doesn't come off or, or fade or anything and I provide a stand a photographic stand that you just hang the backdrop off and that's what I've got behind me you can't see it on oh, yeah. Camera, but that's what I've got behind me. Whereas people like uh, Denise Duffield Thomas or Tash Corbin, they have bigger backdrops that work for video, but they're also for their events. And those backdrops are kind of a stretch fabric, again, digitally printed, but the actual backdrop stretches over a frame. So the frame is hidden and it looks really neat and tidy when you're at an event or a conference and then people can come and stand in front of it and it's big enough for people to take selfies and that kind of thing. But everything is printed on fabric um, digitally. Oh, great, that sounds amazing. Oh, my mind is just blown. I've got so many ideas as an entrepreneur. All my little idea bubbles are floating in my head and going, oh my goodness, this person needs one of these. And, <laughs> you know, it's all happening. It is all happening up there. Okay, so let's talk about your messy middle now. We've talked about some really cool stuff. We've talked about some wins and having, you know, those amazing big coaches, um, you know, use your services and promote your um, business as well. You know, a win-win situation there. Um, but what's been sort of some challenges that you could maybe talk about that other mums who, who are either in business in their early years, because you've got obviously a wealth of um, knowledge from being in business and being a mum for many years, um, so yeah, let's have a chat about some of those. Well, definitely in the early years, my business didn't look as it, as it does now. It was more of a hobby business, but still I took it seriously. And one thing I always told my children is that when mummy's at work, mummy's at work. Don't touch things. Don't interrupt me. I'm a really good one for boundaries. And so I never, I never suffered from mother's guilt ever because I'm always fully are present when my kids need me but when I'm working and doing something I have no problems in saying excuse me no this is now my time which I know is harder with toddlers but and it's not always that perfect but if you I always set the boundaries first secondly is that I never use motherhood as an excuse um, not to um, follow my business so I had my, my my son six weeks later I had an exhibition and oh my goodness you know postpartum all that stuff that comes from having your first child and I didn't want to cancel my exhibition because I knew if I used motherhood as an excuse I'd never follow my dreams so that was a kind of a messy period at the beginning trying to work out you know where I stand trying to run this business and be a mother but I definitely say boundaries are important and not having any mother's guilt. My kids now today love the fact that I've always been me and followed you know, my path um, and haven't tied up my whole identity in the children. So that's kind of a thing I had to work through in the early years. The, the main thing that really was a messy middle for me, and I think people might be experiencing this in the next few months, is that um, we were financially, um, not decimated, but we had real financial issues after the GFC in 2008, 2010. And so I had to build my business seriously to start making some money for the family. And it was very easy to get into that panic and like, what can I do to make money? But I've learned that all these things come to an end. So if anyone's listening and they're thinking, oh my goodness, now what am I gonna do? Um, this is such a difficult period. Just know that it passes and new opportunities will come. My business came from the messy in the middle stuff and all the crisis that we had after the GFC. Um, I didn't 
I had my panic moments and my crisis moments and my ugly crying in the shower moments, but good did come out of it. Um, so I can now see that 20 year journey with all the messy bits, not in the middle, messy bits at the beginning, the middle, the three quarters of the way through. Yeah. And I've done it all 20 years and I know that each phase does pass. Um, great advice. Yeah, yeah. Especially now, like you said, you know, people are kind of in a bit of a panic mode. We've been talking about this on um, the podcast and, you know, originally my whole idea was to sort of stagger these um, <clears throat> episodes out over a week to week, but we're going to try and bring them all out and just bang them out one after the other because the messages are so clear right now. It's all about collaboration. Just breathe. Know that it will pass. Absolutely. Choose to see the positive. One door closes, another one will open and absolutely have your cry in the shower. Yes. Uh, you know, I think last night was my first point where I went oh my goodness this is real and not so much for us we're very very in a um, very blessed situation that I work from home I know how to run my business yeah. um, you know I have no problems looking and projecting in the future and, and, and attracting that abundance um, I still don't know what's happening with hubby's work but we'll just work it out yeah. um, you know I've got a few runs on the board being in an online online space and how to run an online business but it was my friends and my community that really hit my heart last night so many businesses bricks yeah. and mortar closing families losing income and yeah do you know they, it's, it's easy to let the fear in it's easy yeah. it's not easy to not let that in so yeah, we just have to be gentle with ourselves right at this point in time, like you said. So thank you for bringing that up. It's really good advice. Yeah, we, my husband had to close his business after the GFC. Um, oh. And that was heartbreaking and difficult. And he had to try and find jobs for other people. You know, he didn't want to let, let his team down because he owned his own business. Mm. To try and find jobs for everyone. It's just heartbreaking because it doesn't just affect you. It affects everybody around you. Yeah, it's a knock-on effect, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. But as a world, we will come out of this a stronger and better place. And I actually um, read a post from a mum who was a teacher um, yesterday on Facebook. And she said, I choose to see the positive side of this. And we're actually making history right now. So she was talking about how teachers are adapting and now they're doing online tutoring and teaching. And, and that's just going to be the next wave that comes through because we don't really have a choice yeah. um, in some instances. So let's just get be excited that we're part of that history in the making so yeah, we can control the future by what we do now mm. um, there'll be a new normal um, just like there was a new normal after 9-11 just mm. like there was a new normal after the GFC we all adapted good things came out of it um, and uh, yeah we can choose how we step forward um, after we have our ugly cry in the shower <laughs> yes definitely yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely the moment to seize the opportunities and realize there are actually no rules. Mm. We create our own rules and our own destiny, and our own future. Yeah, um, beautiful, beautiful. Well, Emma, look, I could actually talk to you all day. I've got kind of goosebumps here. We've got a great connection. Your vibe is amazing. I love everything about your business and I certainly will be watching your journey much closer. And um, yeah, and I can't wait to put all of the links and everything that um, will be available in the show notes for our audience to get in touch with you. Um, so once again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And But before we go, I am huge on quotes and motivational memes. Um, and so I would love to know if there's something that really rings um, true to you or your business or your heart right now that's really resonating. 
Well, what brought me through the crisis that I had about 10 years ago, eight years ago, was this quote, and 80% of success is showing up. Wow. You just have to show up because that is where the success is. It's just be consistently showing up footstep after footstep. So my quote is 80% of success is showing up. And that's what really got me through that messy in the middle period for me. Yeah. Oh, it works. <laughs> it works. Oh, well, we put our trust and faith in your advice. <laughs> no pressure, Emma. No, no, pressure. no. no. <laughs> Awesome. Well, look, you have a great rest of your week. It's been great having you here on the Messy Middle Podcast. I've loved um, it. Yeah, we, I could talk forever as well, but yeah. Oh, is that an Emma trait? Is that we can just talk and talk? <laughs> talk, exactly. A yeah, <laughs> we'll claim it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again. Mums, I really do hope you enjoyed today's guest interview. If you would like to access the show notes for this episode, you will find them at emmafiorenza.com. I also invite you to join our free Facebook group for community and collaboration at Mums Who Entrepreneur. That is all for today and I look forward to sharing with you our next interview with a fellow Mum Who Entrepreneurs where we will be chatting about the messy middle journey in life and business.